Welcome to the Season of Soul podcast. My name is Dora Vandekamp, and I am a spiritual ecotherapy coach and manifestation expert. Are you ready for infinite abundance, ultimate wellness, and pure bliss? I am, and I know many of you are too. We are truly in the season of the soul, being called on to evolve, expand, and awaken. I am so honored to be able to share with you incredible wisdom from some of the most revolutionary teachers, gurus, and coaches. Each show contains powerful knowledge about inner and outer transformation. And now, let's go to the show. Hi, my loves. Welcome to a new episode of Season of Soul. I hope all is well during this fall season for you. This is my favorite time of year. It looks like everyone is getting started on celebrating the holidays early, maybe to feel that holiday cheer a little sooner than usual. A quick announcement that starting December 5th, I will be hosting the 21 Days of Manifestation on my YouTube channel, a live stream event That includes mindset tools, manifestation techniques, and daily meditation. These daily live streams will last until Christmas Day. So if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel for new videos uploaded every three days and updates about this exciting event. All right, our guest today is Jennifer Harmony, a certified EFT master practitioner a passionate meditator and dedicated ecstatic dancer. She supports people in workshops and private sessions to actively listen to their own compassionate voice, the voice inside each of us which guides us home to the love and power within. In this episode, we discuss how EFT, also known as tapping, works, how it relates to manifestation, how we can begin to love ourselves, and how to get unstuck. Make sure to listen to the end where Jennifer leads us in an amazing tapping session to release limiting beliefs. Please consider leaving a positive review if you love this episode. It really helps our community grow. Thank you so much for listening. And now on to the show. Jennifer. Hi. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. I'm over here in Bali, so it's morning, morning time here, and I am so thrilled to chat with you and everyone who's listening to this. I'm so excited. And how is it in Bali? Because I've been there, actually, I went there once. Uh, It was all the things I dreamed it would be. It's so lovely. How is it living there? I, I feel so blessed to be in Bali, especially at this point in time. I mean, I've been here, I've been living here for a year and a half. And before that, I spent 16, 17 years traveling all over the world. I mean, I really didn't have a home for that period of time. And I got so dizzy. And then I was like, I just need to settle somewhere, but I didn't know where. And then it was Bali. And then within six months, COVID happened. And now I just feel so lucky to be on this island where the people, I mean, you will know they're so from their heart, they're so deep in their spiritual practices, they make flower offerings all the time, they're constantly praying, there is no fear in the field here, 
there's like it's very relaxed it's very happy even at this time in the world and the nature is gorgeous the temples are open it's even possible for us to have ecstatic dances and gatherings and kirtans and so it's like wow I feel really really lucky and blessed to be here and it's also very quiet at this time because there's not tourists which is tough for the local people but they're they're dealing with it you know yeah Yeah. oh my gosh this sounds amazing it makes me want to go (laughs) go to Bali (laughs) um so how did that come about because you traveled then for like almost 20 years as kind of a nomadic person how was that wow um so I used to work in advertising and I was really really miserable in that job I would I'd um, graduated top of my year at university. Then I traveled. I went overland from Scotland to Bali, actually, without getting on an airplane. So trains and buses and I don't know, backs of donkeys and boats and whatever. And then when I um, when I left there, I went back and I worked in advertising for two years and I was miserable. And I just knew I can't do this corporate thing. I felt like my soul was being sucked out of my body every single day and I remember telling my dad I was going to quit my job. And he's like, just do three more years and then you'll have five years in the industry. And I was like, ah, it's impossible. So I knew I wanted um, freedom and happiness, but I didn't know how to get it. But I remembered that when I was traveling, I felt that. So I quit everything, packed up everything, then uh, flew to India, had everything stolen at the airport in London, arrived in India with absolutely nothing. Oh and that God. started that started the 16 or I can't even count any more years of travel. And I thought I was, I was looking for happiness and freedom. And what I uncovered along the way was how much self-hatred I had, mm. how deeply, deeply entrenched the negativity was in my mind, the self-criticism, mm. the self judgment to the point that I was suicidal I didn't want to live anymore but because I was always deeply spiritual and philosophical person I believed so strongly in reincarnation it's like oh you just come back so I can't even kill myself to escape from this planet you know so I had to go through it and uh, I got very into meditation and a lot of other kind of healing practices Reiki and palm reading and tarot and Uh, I mean, it was mostly meditation that got me there. I was reading every spiritual book that I could get my hand on because this is back in the days before internet. And Mm -hmm. wow, I just was a sponge and I just absorbed as much as I could from all the teachings from India and, you know, the Hinduism and Sufism in Pakistan and Tibetan mysticism and just everything that I could just trying to understand why I hated myself and moving towards happiness and and freedom and wow I got to live just with the most amazing backdrops and yeah I feel feel so lucky it was hell like at the time because of what was going on inside of my mind but now I look back and I'm just so grateful for all the experiences wow that's incredible and that it's amazing because the gift that you have now and offer is so much about teaching people how to love themselves and And probably because of this experience, even though it was hell, you have so much compassion, I'm sure, for people who are in this place. Yeah, and that's exactly how it works, right? Like we kind of drag ourselves through hell and out of hell. 
And then, you know, for me, that was my, that was my mind. That was the intense depression and negativity and su suicidal thoughts. And after I dragged myself out of there and I, I really connected to myself with love and I really became my own best friend. And, you know, there's, those are just like memes on Facebook, but when you actually experience that, which I believe that you have, and hopefully many of the people listening have as well, the only thing you want to do is turn around to everyone else that's still in hell and be like, yes. come on and you got this like this is the way and like all that I wanted to do was teach people that that wasn't how life had to be because yeah. I didn't know that there was any other possibility I didn't re understand that I could have a mind which was loving it was like that yeah. was science fiction to me without right. a brain transplant yeah so. yeah oh my gosh that's incredible and so how how did you discover tapping like what was that how did that come about so let's uh, start with the part of the journey where I learned how to love myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I went, I did a lot of meditation. I got to the root of my self-hatred and my, my trauma was paper cuts. It wasn't a massive stab wound. I was bullied relentlessly as a child for mm -hmm. six, seven years from the age of six until 11. And it, I formed the beliefs that I was unworthy of love, that no one wanted to be my friend, that there was something fundamentally broken and wrong with me. And that little six-year-old's mind took that as truth. And then those belief systems just rippled out into the world. And so when I was doing a lot of meditation in Nepal, really getting to the root of my self-hatred, I wanted to know once and for all like why I hated myself. I was fully on that mission. And I, um, and I got to the root of the bullying and then I released it like, like it was just gone because all the children that bullied me, they had big brothers and sisters that were bullying them and they were just repeating the patterns. So, and guess what I did? I went and I bullied my little brother as well, you know, so that just continues, but the buck has to stop somewhere. So I forgave everyone. I forgave myself. And I remember looking down at one point and you know, sometimes you can see your heart just beating a little bit. And I thanked my heart for beating for me, for cheering me on, even after everything that I'd done for it and all the like blame and punishment that I'd put my heart through. And my heart, I heard my heart say, who else would I beat for? You're the one that I'll be beating for, for the rest of my life. And I was like, wow, tears, tears, tears. And so a few days, or maybe after that, I went for a big long walk by myself in the Himalaya because that was, I needed to just be alone in nature after yeah. that. And that was an incredible experience where I experienced, I didn't have the terms for it at the time, but now I would call it a Kundalini awakening, a lot of energy and light moving up my spine. But at the time I'd never heard of Kundalini, it just sort of happened. And shortly after that, that was what I was saying about, I, I want to teach anyone who wants to learn how to love themselves how to cultivate a loving inner voice but looking back at the journey that I'd been on of you know quitting my job in advertising traveling for a decade getting lost in Asia having a string of disastrous yeah. boyfriends I'm like this isn't a modality that you can make an online course out of right so I was like we're traumatized in one moment it should be possible to love ourselves in, a, in one moment we should be able to release this like our brains are so are so wise and so wired for for love why like why do we need 10 years of therapy or for it to be a really long process that doesn't that doesn't resonate as truth and so I was really holding that intention strong that there must be a quicker way and suddenly 
EFT appeared in my life, uh, in, even in the Himalaya within like two weeks wow. as part of a one day program. We're finding our spirit animals and all these shamanic yeah. practices with an English uh, hypnotherapist. And suddenly he's getting us to tap on our face and make these positive, positive statements and acknowledging the negative thoughts. And you know that moment where something just drops in and you're like, that what's that you know so that that was what I had in that moment and afterwards you know I found out I am um, I researched uh, the person that he'd learned EFT tapping from who's called Sonia Sophia and she became my teacher and I met her at Burning Man oh my so God. like a whole other crazy story of arriving on the playa for the first time ever it was a year later and I'd kind of forgotten about EFT. I mean, it wasn't there or present. I'd had the moments of like researching her online, sitting in an internet cafe with all these people that are hiking Everest in this dial-up connection in 2009 <laughs> Nepal and oh trying to tap along and crying and other people are writing emails home about Everest. And I'm just like, so I gave up on that after a few hours. But um, yeah, I landed on the playa, saw in the booklet EFT tapping Sonia Sophia and I'm like, that's why I'm here. So I went to her workshops and I discovered EFT and I'd already transformed so much in my life. I already really deeply loved myself. And every day those workshops shook another layer of my identity and another layer of pain and another, another layer that I no longer needed to be carrying that was stopping me from like really living my, my fullest, my happiest life. And so yeah. how does so that it was work? And so the last 10 years I've been working with EFT and integrate, it's such an amazing tool to integrate with everything else that you, you practice. Yeah. And it, the integration is a huge piece, right? With all of the things that we carry, the trauma and all of that, how does it work so quickly? Because that's so fascinating. Yeah. How does the technique work fast in our system? Yeah. So what we do is we acknowledge the fear, the anxiety, the emotions that are already there. And as we acknowledge reality as it is, we're no longer investing that energy being against something. And so we start to reclaim that energy just from acknowledging. And then there's the actual tapping on the points. And it's been scientifically proven. I think Harvard's been studying for 10 years the effects of stimulating the meridian points. And they know now that what's happening is a feedback loop is being sent to the amygdala, which is the control center in the brain to calm down. So in usually what happens when we talk about trauma, especially PTSD or high level trauma is uh, we shut off the communication center of our brain. We can't actually talk about it. We can't access it. Mm. That part of our brain shuts down. Whereas the tapping, it's telling the amygdala to relax. So cortisol, the stress hormone is reduced and oxytocin, the love hormone is released. So if you, you know, if you hug someone that you love or if you've got a, a furry four-legged friend and you snuggle with them, that's all oxytocin that's being released that's making you feel good. So EFT, just tapping and talking is naturally releasing that. So the reason that it's working quickly is that you're, you're rewiring your brain. You're actually working at the level of, at the speed of thought. 
So it's as soon as you are ready and willing to shift something mm -hmm. and you can be ready and willing on a conscious level and you can start tapping on it and say, yeah, I'm ready to manifest a million dollars. Yeah. And then all of a sudden your subconscious goes, knock, knock, knock. You're not worthy of a million dollars. And then if you're willing to be that honest with yourself and acknowledge that and look at why you think you're not worthy of manifesting a million dollars or your dream part or, or that's in the manifestation side or on the flip side why you think that you need to um, stay stuck in a horrible job or a horrible relationship you know mm -hmm. that that's just what you deserve or that's just how life is you can start to pick apart that belief system mm -hmm. and with EFT you're actually creating new neural networks inside your brain it's so exciting we're just not taught this we think that our brains are hardwired and our dna is the way that it is but actually it's all very malleable it's very very there's like neuroplasticity that we're really like unplugging the synapses and a belief system is basically just two synapses inside the brain that's wired together and the path is just walked frequently so life is suffering, boom, 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 life is suffering. And then we go out into the world and every experience that we have just confirms that belief, life is suffering, life is suffering. But if you're willing to go in and start picking these things apart and looking at it and questioning it and being open to the possibility of things being something else, then with EFT, it's possible to start rewiring the brain and creating new belief systems, which is just so exciting. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing because if you think about it, it's like what we would call a miracle, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not necessarily, I mean, it's a miracle, but it doesn't have to be a miracle. It can be so mm -hmm. normal, right? Yeah. Let's normalize <laughs> miracles. Yes. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. So it's so interesting too, because it's not only something that we have emotionally, like we have emotional subconscious programming, but there's also ways that it shows up physically, right? And tapping can help with that as well. It really does. You can approach tapping from many different, I just want to say we're using the words tapping and EFT, emotional freedom technique interchangeably. Mm -hmm. And so tapping, it's often what is called by uh, colloquial, by slang, <laughs> yeah. slang. informally, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for. So yeah, so you can either, for some people, they've got a lot of physical symptoms. So tapping can relax the nervous system. Same, it's the amygdala, right? Like that's what's sending this, the information, the impulses out through your whole body that you've got the tension in your shoulder or that you've got the pain in your knee. It's all coming from your brain. So you can access, um, bring love and acceptance into your physical body if you've got a physical symptom or maybe it's a moment where you're like crazy angry or ridiculously stressed and then you would use EFT to work on the emotion or maybe it's a moment where that negative incessant thought is just torturing you that I'm not worthy um you know or I'm gonna get fired from my job or whatever it is and then you would do EFT on the thought in order to relax the relax the mind but you can you can go in from any angle, but what's amazing because your your body, the body mind, um, body mind emotions are so connected. You work on one, and it's going to unravel and bring ease and um, more peace to all the other areas as well. Amazing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. I think great. <laughs> so one yeah. of the things too you mentioned is 
as long as you're kind of open to it. So for some people, that's the challenge, right? It's like being open to it. What is there anything that you think that helps us be more open to the changing or to perhaps um, just altering the way that we uh, see ourselves as accepting something like EFT or tapping? Mm, good question. I think having a direct experience, especially with EFT is the most beneficial and we're going to do a tapping at the end of the podcast. So please hang around for that because, and I would say our brains are kind of wired for skepticism and keep your skepticism, especially in the new age world where there are so many gurus and so there's so much nonsense out there as well. So keep your skepticism like we have a logical rational mind for a reason um, and at the same time just start planting the seeds of possibility that it's that you are worthy of having a different experience on earth that you are that happiness is your birthright that pleasure is your birthright that feeling at peace that being your authentic self that knowing yourself is actually what is designed for you in life there's a quote by rob brusky which is the universe is conspiring to shower you with blessings and i love that idea that you know the universe is just out there like with all these gifts just like come on come on you're ready so i would say it's usually just a sense of unworthiness that stops us from from wanting to change or being willing to change and just disbelief that it's possible which is why having a direct experience of something like EFT is so powerful or, or any other modality that that interests you I mean EFT is fantastic I'm also a big fan of breath work ecstatic dance meditation you know reading spiritual books having conversations there's so many amazing tools out there and it's like a smorgasbord so keep your skepticism and also just be open to like tasting and exploring all the different flavors that are there and go with the ones that work for you because there are definitely tools out there for everyone. I love that. And that's so true. It really has to kind of resonate with you too. So just getting more in tune with your intuition and part of that, right, is self-love. Like yeah. a lot of us don't even know what we really like and what we really don't like and what we enjoy and what we don't enjoy. So even just getting to know yourself, getting to know your intuition a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to be curious and to experiment with, you know, like, what do I like? Not just what does my family or my culture tell me that I like, or what do all my friends like, but actually being brave enough to explore and to experiment. Yeah. And taste all the different flavors that life has on offer. I agree. And you mentioned ecstatic dance, which is something I've never experienced, but okay. I feel like I need to because I keep hearing about it. What's ecstatic dance? Okay. So ecstatic dance is imagine you go to the best nightclub ever, but there's no alcohol. There's no shoes on the dance floor. There's no talking on the dance floor, but you have that, you know, and if you're in a nightclub, that moment where the best song comes on and you feel that the group dynamic of just this like, wow, this is the most amazing moment ever. It's like that, but most of the people on the dance floor are conscious. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I moved to Bali, I met all my friends through ecstatic dance. 
It's like the, it's such an amazing community and people that are into ecstatic dance are usually very open and into, um, into other areas of evolving consciousness, meditation and wellness. And I love ecstatic dance because I'm quite a heady person. I'm very connected spiritually, mentally, emotionally. The physical side of things for me is where, I mean, I can do a lot of yoga, but it's, I, I lack connection to my body. And so ecstatic dance is just so much fun to go there and to move somatically with my body through whatever is up for me. And everything is welcome in the space. So I start off with the highlight reel of, you know, that, that peak moment, but I've gone to ecstatic dance with sunglasses and a black hoodie up, like up to here in my darkness and up, you know, just like dealing with something and taking it onto the dance floor, challenging myself to be seen by my community here in Bali when I'm really having a, a tough time and dancing through it and moving through it and seeing the people that show up for me that I don't even necessarily know that well that come and they hold me as I sob on them and everything's welcome on the dance floor. You're welcome to dance rage and to scream. There's no talking, but you're allowed to make whatever noises you want. And the music moves as a journey. So you start off with music that's more like for stretching and then you move up more towards the peaks. So if you're at all interested in, in, and you don't even have to dance. I mean, it's definitely beneficial to go there and move your body, but um, you can dance like an idiot. It's not at all about how you look as a dancer. There's usually some good dancers there, but that's not at all what it's about. And it, yeah, it's like a really, I, it's often on Sunday mornings and I, I call it dance church. It's like, it's absolute, it's the church that I always wanted to go to when I was a child. Um, it makes me really want to go now. <laughs> That's amazing. I love to, I love that. I don't really drink. So that sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, and I also love that it really challenges you to not be self-conscious about your dancing because mm -hmm. I, I think I'm a pretty good dancer and I love to dance. Yeah. Uh -huh. But there's something very freeing about moving with the music the way that feels natural to you mm -hmm. rather than like performing in yes. space, right? Like yeah. there's just like something about owning your movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're welcome to dance with other people as well. You're welcome to dance by yourself. And should anyone come to you and want to dance with you, you can just do a little namaste. Or usually if you just put, if you don't make eye contact with anyone, they're not going to dance with you, right. but that option's there. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just adore it as a practice. It's, I love uh, yeah, it. I highly I recommend it. it. And you can just Google ecstatic dance in the name of the town or city that you live in and they have them all over the world. Yeah. Sounds so cool. I feel like our world is really waking up. There's like this big awakening happening. Yes. It's very exciting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people are more, I feel like people are more open to, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. 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 And this is the flip side of what's going on with people being in lockdown and the sort of fear that's in the field and the anxiety. People are starting to really question their values and they're starting to look more deeply inside and and asking the questions that were you know what took me on my spiritual uh, journey of who am I you know like what am I here to do in the world like what's possible on this planet yeah. and those are good questions to to sit with that's amazing I love that so much um so I want to ask you a few questions that we ask all of our guests before uh -huh. we get into our 
awesome topping session. Sure. Um, so the first question is, um, what nourishes your soul? Mm. There's so many things that come to mind. <laughs> nourishes my soul, definitely long walks in nature. Okay. Like just being completely alone in nature and being able to walk, whether it's by the beach or in a forest or in the mountains and in spaces where there's, you know, in wide open spaces, my soul feels like really expansive in that way. That's more what not, yeah, what nourishes my soul in a um, like replenishing way. And what deeply nourishes my soul is teaching people EFT, teaching people how to love themselves, guiding people in the process of um, awakening and accepting themselves, getting to know themselves. Like then my soul's just like on fire and just like so deeply, deeply nourished and snuggles. Definitely. I'm a big cuddler and uh, yeah, something in my soul also relaxes because my, my human the human part of me feels really loved and yeah. cherished. When you say to, with your, your work, you do the, the topping and then you said like, also you're really teaching self-love. So do you kind of have like other aspects of the EFT um, that you include as well when you work with people or is it just EFT? Uh, so I integrate the sort of 20 year journey that I've been on and all the spiritual practices and techniques that I've discovered over the way in together with EFT and just I mean the go-to EFT statement that you know because I saw that you're already sharing EFT which is super happy and you have your certification which is brilliant the go-to statement in EFT is I love and accept myself mm -hmm. and that can be so challenging for some people at the beginning so we can water it down to I'm open to accepting and loving myself maybe one day I'll love and accept myself but that is self-love you know, just the statement, I love and accept myself, that's already planting the seed inside of self-love. And it's such a powerful statement. It yeah. is. Yeah. It, There's it, many different ways, but I think the stages for EFT, um, I mean, not just for EFT, but is to be aware first. So self-awareness, aware of whatever the issue is, self-acceptance, to accept yourself exactly as you are warts and all not wanting to change anything no matter how you know bad things are going just like really just dropping into a place of acceptance and then um loving yourself maybe there's some forgiveness and gratitude in there so these are like core spiritual practices right like awareness acceptance love gratitude forgiveness so we can like blend all of these together with EFT amazing so that's how the self-love piece drops in and yeah I mean my Facebook group's called self-love revolution it's like what I'm all it. about because I really believe that when each of us truly love ourselves and not self-love in a narcissistic you know like yeah. my selfies on Instagram sort of way but when we genuinely know ourselves yeah. and we genuinely love ourselves like imagine what happens in the world then if yeah. every single person really loves themselves, can you imagine the celebration that happens on this planet? Yeah. It's, you know, and everyone we meet is our best friend and, you know, like what happens? So that's why for, I mean, self-love is my, is my mission, you know, cause that was the journey, my personal journey. And there's so many other amazing departments. There's other people looking at the ecology and the economics of the world, but I'm, I'm really here to teach people self-love and to be like, look, if I can do it, I had a, 
Tai Chi teacher when I was 25 who said to me, I've met so many people that hate themselves and have a negative inner voice, but no one at the level that you do. And I was like, oh, I'm top of the class at something, you know? But it was, it was really, really tough. It was really hard to work through that. And not everyone has it as intensely as I did. Um, but it is possible to really like infuse your brain with love to really deeply love yourself. Mm. It's possible for everyone. And life just gets so much juicier and more fun when we do that. It's so true. And it just like, I mean, that's how the law of attraction works too, right? Like what you put out is what you receive. And so just thinking about like, I think of like parents, if they love themselves, then they have such an amazing um, like potential to create a childhood for their children that is yes. powerful. And yeah, yeah, I think that's amazing. I love that yeah. so much. And I think and you're being a template. Sorry, Nico. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, we're all just a template. So even more than teaching other people about self-love, I feel like I just exist as a template, as a living example of what self-love looks like. And if parents do that, then the children automatically say, oh, the parent knows how to take care of themselves. They know how to put boundaries. And then the child through the mirror neurons in the brain just naturally starts doing that. So it's the same, even us as adults, we're naturally being an example to our friends and to our community and to people in supermarkets that we meet, you know, like we, we communicate so much non-verbally anyway, that people feel they like, they really feel when they come, come around us. So it's not, it's not a selfish thing to do, actually. It's really like inspiring for other people. And it's really way, a way for us to uplift and, and change the world. Yes, it's amazing. It's so true that changing the world starts with self-love, right? I yeah, really 100%. I love that so much. And I think that's so powerful and amazing. Um, second, yes. um, what would you say people can do to create a more beautiful world? What is the first step? I think you might have already answered it. With yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, yeah, I don't know how to say it any other way than learning how to love yourself. Yeah. Like being willing to do the courageous thing and stop and listen to your mind and listen to your thoughts and listen to what's underneath. And that could be mindfulness or meditation or journaling. It might happen through walks. It might happen through ecstatic dance. It might happen when you're going to a yoga class, just putting the phone and Netflix down and spending 10, 15 minutes with your mind yeah. and then bringing love there. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I really adore EFT is because it's not just listen to it, which is sort of what meditation is, and then just accept that it's there. With EFT, it's like, listen to it, now process it. You mm -hmm. know, let's bring love and healing directly to those thoughts. Mm -hmm. So that's, um, that's why I'm such a big fan of, of EFT. But yeah, the thing that I really believe is going to change the world is, is a self-love revolution. Ah, a self-love revolution. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that so much. And I can imagine too, like tapping, there's nothing that it can't do. Like you really, from self-love comes all the other stuff, the creativity, right? The, the intelligence, like the emotional capacity. So I think that's amazing. All right. Yeah. And I just want to say as well, because you just sort of mentioned it, but we haven't really said you can use EFT on anything. Mm -hmm. It's like if anything, you have negative thoughts, emotions or a physical pain around, you can use EFT for it. And it's just 
try it on everything. That's what the creator, Gary Craig said, just try it on everything. Cause it really, if you've got a negative thought, a negative emotion or a physical symptom, you can use EFT to, to shift it. I love it's, it. It's 10 years of practice. I'm yet to find some, someone that's willing to shift something that it hasn't worked on. I love it. You actually, uh, on your website, you have some videos, which we're going to post the link and you cool. should all check out the videos that Jennifer has up because they're so awesome. But one of them is to heal jealousy. And I, so I coach about relationships, right? And this is like a really uh -huh. big thing for a lot of people. And, and again, this stems from that self-love thing, right? But yeah, you can heal jealousy. You can heal jealousy with tapping. So that's pretty yeah, awesome. It's amazing. It's yeah. Jealousy. I realized. And again, this is most of the videos that I've done. It's because that's something that I've had a journey with, you know, and it's funny because I'll go back and I'll tap with my own videos, you know, like on breakups or anger or jealousy or, you know, when it comes back and I'm like, ah, these actually really work, you know, but the jealousy one, I realized it's just insecurity. Mm -hmm. Jealousy is just insecurity. And so once we love ourselves and we give ourselves the reassurance that we need, and we're committed to never leaving ourselves, then jealousy, yeah, generally takes a walk. It does. And it also helps you see clearly kind of what is for you and what's not for you. So if you're in like a toxic relationship where, you know, that person is causing you to constantly question them and you feel jealous then tapping is great for that because it allows you to be more clear and stop putting that person on a pedestal. So exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. Are you ready to do our yes. session? So we're going to do an amazing yeah. session with Jennifer. Yeah. So let's all sit comfortably and just close your eyes for a moment and think about something which has been stressing you out today or in the last couple of days. And you're welcome to pause this and really get clear on something specific. And maybe a couple of things come to mind and I invite you just to choose one of them. You can always rewind this and do it again, but just choosing one. And then just feeling into that, how intense does that feel on a scale of zero to 10? 10 is the most intense, the most painful, almost like a car crash. And zero is like, Meh, not really like feels clear feels gone let's just take a deep breath and dora do you have a number level a of seven. intensity a seven you have a seven okay great it's a good number okay so you're gonna let's start off tapping on the back side of our hands so it's the fleshy part of the palm underneath the little finger on the side of the hand and you're going to repeat back what I say. You can change any of the words. If I'm saying anxious and you feel sad, then you would just replace the word anxious with sad. I also want you to know it's totally normal if you yawn or burp or cry or laugh. This is just your body releasing and um, releasing, I was gonna say toxins, but releasing stuff that's trapped inside your, inside your body. So, just allow that to come out now. You also um, want to be ideally in a place where you have privacy to express yourself. And, but I've definitely tapped in Bangkok airport and a bunch of other places public, but just know that emotions might come up and that's totally normal and completely okay. 
So tapping the fleshy part of your hand, taking a big deep breath. And let's start off by saying this issue that I have. This issue that I have. I do not like this issue. I do not like this issue. I wish this issue would just go away. I wish this issue would just go away. Then my life would be so much better. And my life would be so much better. I acknowledge how challenging this issue is. I acknowledge how challenging this issue is. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. Even with this issue. Even with this issue. Deep breath. (sighs) Then we're going to tap between the eyebrows. So it's at the top of the nose, just where the hairy part of the eyebrows ends. And we're going to say this issue this issue and then just say out loud the name of your issue so or the issue that you're working on so for example this fight that i just had with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. so we're all going to say that out loud and dora's just going to be quiet so that you have the the space and you don't get distracted by the issue that she's working on so just taking a moment and you can say out loud if you're really in a place where you can't say it out loud you're going to think it extra loud inside your head specifically the issue that you're working on another deep breath (sighs) tapping to the side of the body I really don't like this I really don't like this it makes me uncomfortable makes me uncomfortable and I feel what about this issue so now you're just going to say the emotions that you feel I feel I feel frustrated mm-hmm. yeah tapping into the cheekbones so underneath the eye socket and we're just going to repeat that emotion so Dora's saying frustrated I'm going to say frustrated as well but if you're angry then you're going to say angry so I feel frustrated I feel frustrated deep breath <sighs> tapping under the nose I feel so frustrated I feel so frustrated tapping under the lips and secretly I plan and secretly I plan to hold on to this frustration to hold on to this frustration until the situation resolves itself until the situation resolves itself tapping to the chest I give myself full permission I give myself full permission to be frustrated about this to be frustrated about this until this isn't an issue anymore until this isn't an issue anymore. I believe that holding on to this frustration, I believe that holding on to this frustration is my only option. Is my only option. Take a big deep breath. And now we tap to the front of the ribs. So it's where the ribs stick out in line with the nipples. And we're gonna say, what if there's another way what if there's another way what if this frustration isn't actually helping me what if this frustration isn't actually helping me I don't like feeling frustrated I don't like feeling frustrated and then we're going to tap to the side of the body so if you were wearing a bra it's where the bra strap would be underneath the armpit and you can either do the monkey tap or you can cross your arms across your chest Mm -hmm. and tap the sides I love and forgive myself for feeling frustrated. 
I love and forgive myself for feeling frustrated. It's completely understandable why I feel frustrated. It's completely understandable why I feel frustrated. This is a frustrating situation. This is a frustrating situation. Taking another deep breath. <sighs> and then tapping to the wrist. So it's the inside of the wrist where if you flex your palm, your hand backwards and forwards, the lines inside your, your palm are. I'm curious to discover. I'm curious to discover. How I may deal with this issue. How I may deal with this issue. Without frustration. Without frustration. Or without anxiety or anger or whatever anyone else is working on at home. I wonder if it's possible. I wonder if it's possible. For this issue to be more quickly resolved. For this issue to be more quickly resolved. If I were to let go of some of this frustration. If I were to let go of some of this frustration. Tapping to the back side of the hand again. So underneath the little finger, the side of the palm. Even though I'm completely justified. Even though I'm completely justified. In feeling frustrated about this. And feeling frustrated about this. I'm open to the possibility. I'm open to the possibility of letting go of some of this frustration of letting go of some of this frustration and calling back my life force and calling back my life force coming back into my center coming back into my center feeling peaceful feeling peaceful and more spacious and more spacious taking a deep breath <sighs> tapping up to the top of the head and even if I continue to feel frustrated, and even if I continue to feel frustrated, I love and forgive myself in advance. I love and forgive myself in advance. But it's possible that without this frustration, but it's possible that without this frustration, I may find a solution more quickly. I may find a solution more quickly. I may discover the next step. I may discover the next step. Tapping between the eyebrows. I'm grateful to this frustration. I'm grateful to this frustration. For trying to protect me. For trying to protect me. For helping me. For helping me. And trying to show me. And trying to show me. The solution. The solution. Tapping to the temples. But I'm open to the possibility. But I'm open to the possibility of releasing this frustration now of releasing this frustration now because it's not really serving me because it's not really serving me and it's possible for me to deal with this issue and it's possible for me to deal with this issue from a centered and loving place from a centered and loving place taking a deep breath <sighs> tapping to the cheekbones I'm ready to get clear on the next step. I'm ready to get clear on the next step. Yeah. So just tapping to your chest for a moment. How does the, um, so you rated the issue before at a seven. What would you rate it at now? I would say it's like a four. Okay. And how's the level of frustration? Has that decreased significantly? I think it's decreased. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. 
is there a negative thought that's there? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. It would be, I wish I could control this issue, but I can't. Okay. So let's tap on that. This part will be a little bit more specific, but I encourage everyone because yeah, our minds love to control. So let's just do this all together. Yeah. Let's tap and say, I wish I could control this issue. I wish I could control this issue. I can't control this issue. I can't control this issue. Tapping to the front of the ribs. I wish I could control this issue. I wish I could control this issue. I hate that I can't control this issue. I hate that I can't control this issue. Taking a deep breath. <sighs> to the side of the body. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. And I love this part of me. And I love this part of me. That wants to control this issue. That wants to control this issue. Tapping to the wrist. Because I want to know that I'm safe. Because I want to know that I'm safe. I want to know that everything's going to be okay. I want to know that everything's going to be okay. I'm scared that everything's not going to be okay. I'm scared that everything's not going to be okay. Tapping to the tapping to the back side of the hand. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. Even with this deep fear. Even with this deep fear. That things might not be okay. That things might not be okay. I'm committed to loving myself. I'm committed to loving myself. Even when things aren't okay. Even when things are not okay. That's so good. Let's say that again. I'm committed to loving myself. I'm committed to loving myself. Even when things aren't okay. Even when things are not okay. Tapping up to the top of the head. Yeah. I love and support myself. I love and support myself. No matter what's showing up in my life. No matter what's showing up in my life. Yeah. And I'm open to the possibility. And I'm open to the possibility. Of trusting the universe. Of trusting the universe. And if the universe doesn't resonate for you, you can use God or spirit or source. I'm open to trusting. I'm open to trusting. That everything is working out for me. That everything is working out for me. Between the eyebrows. And even though this situation is challenging. And even though this situation is challenging. I'm choosing to trust. I'm choosing to trust. That the universe has my best interests at heart. That the universe has my best interest at heart. Tapping to the temples. Even though I do not like this situation. Even though I do not like this situation. I choose to trust. I choose to trust. That the universe has my best interests at heart. That the universe has my best interest at heart. And I'm being guided and protected. And I'm being guided and protected. And I'm grateful to myself. And I'm grateful to myself. For staying in my center. For staying in my center. Being gentle and kind with myself. Being gentle and kind with myself. As I take the next step. As I take the next step. Tapping to the cheekbones. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. And I'm excited to, to find some miracles here. I'm excited to find some miracles here. I'm excited to be surprised by the universe. I'm excited to be surprised by the universe. At how the situation unfolds now. 
at how the situation unfolds now. Beautiful. Tapping all over the body, down to the legs, up the arms. And let's just say once more, I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. Yeah. What number would you rate the issue now? Being totally honest. I would say like negative 100. Like, wow. <laughs> I love it. This, this, especially the part of like, the universe is conspiring in our favor. And I feel like that, that was like the moment where I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sometimes our personalities fight against things, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, don't like this. But yeah. there's a beautiful quote by Rumi that says, if we're irritated by every, if we're irritated by every rub, how will we be polished? So if we think of ourselves as a stone, like, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love Rumi, but I've never heard that one before. That is so amazing. Oh, yeah, I love it. Pretty sure it's Rumi. It might be Hafez, but I'm pretty sure it's Rumi. But just that idea, and it's like our personalities, our identity, it gets rubbed up the wrong way by life, you know? But learning to love ourselves and still keeping that trust, that faith, that life is that, life, the universe, God is that adoring parent that's like, come on, actually, I'm trying to get you there. You know, you know, you asked for that like dream partner. Like, I'm trying, I know you don't you're having with your boss is related but just trust me because you know we're trying to get you yes. to yeah. here so yeah beautiful oh. thank you for your honesty thank you for your vulnerability and for being willing to uh yeah to to share with everyone what it was that you were working with because that was a that was a really lovely uh tap because everyone i mean i can totally relate to that as well so yeah it, it, i think it's it's so powerful though because what you, you start at the beginning and you think it's one thing but then <laughs> You're like, oh, yes. wait a second. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and this is like a very quick mini tap where we just look at the surface. I said 10 minutes, we did 15, but okay, you that's, know, it's, uh, that's fine. Um, but you can imagine in an hour and a half long session, you can dig in so deep because it's, if, if you have a big emotional reaction to something, it's almost never about the thing that's happening in the present. It's always got its roots in something from long, long time ago. So in a more powerful one-on-one -on -one session, you can really dive in deep and go and heal at the child level, at the core level, which is everything starts to unravel from that place. Phenomenal. So powerful. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you are so, so welcome. And just because you said this should be coming out on Wednesday, and I am launching a program on Thursday night on the 26th of November, and I'm going to be teaching people how to tap by themselves, how to practice EFT by themselves. And the focus is going to be specifically on cultivating a very loving and supportive inner voice. So if you're interested in that, jenniferharmony.com slash ignite, which is the name of the program. And I'm sure Dora will be kind enough to put links in places as well. And yeah, just, I guess the final thing I would love for everyone to know is just you are worthy of love. Every single part of you is completely worthy of love. Mm. Beautiful. Such a perfect way to end this interview. Thank you so much, Jennifer.